Being a woman is tough. Women of Excellence with Janae Hill encourages, equips, and empowers women with real solutions to real issues. From business to family, to health and relationships, work-life balance. If women face it, we address it with heart, humor, and a hands-on approach. Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. Welcome to Women of Excellence. I'm Janae, your host. And have you ever felt like you wanted more out of life? Well, today, instead of trying to get more out of life, we're going to look at how to put more meaning into life. And I'm super excited. We've got some awesome guests. We have Dr. Marsha Reynolds, who actually has written the book Wonder Woman, W-A-N-D-E-R, and has done lots of research on smart, strong women. And so she's going to kind of give us the mind part to why we may feel like there's more we should be doing. And then we have Sarah from Blushington Beauty. And I'm going to ask some tough questions like beauty. I mean, makeup seems a little bit superficial when we're talking about meaning out of life, but she's got some interesting thoughts, plus beauty tips for any age. And then our first guest, her name is Peggy Pepper. Yes, that is her real name. And in the spirit of transparency, because that is what we are about at Women of Excellence, I was a little intimidated when I met Peggy. Um, Peggy and I were both volunteering for Exodus Ministries. Exodus Ministries reunites formerly incarcerated mothers with their children through a 12-month residential program. And so Exodus Ministries had put together a think tank of businesswomen um, because they were wanting some ideas on how we could get these moms employed in better jobs, into better jobs. And so many of us, like I said, we were businesswomen, so we come with our little business attire on. And Peggy Pepper shows up in workout clothes. A, that's a bold move. B, she didn't have makeup on. I mean, and I was like, who who has the confidence? I don't, clearly, to go anywhere without makeup on. But Peggy did. And she rocked it. But then, you know, oh, that's a great picture of Peggy. If you can't see, you're going to have to find our YouTube at Real Janae Hill because I'm showing a picture of Peggy. Only Peggy Pepper could look that good making a crazy face. But so Peggy, we all introduce ourselves and I'm like, my name's Janae. I'm a television producer and brand strategist. And then it comes to Peggy and she's like, oh, my name's Peggy Pepper. And early in my career, I was an award-winning producer for multiple ad campaigns. And then I left that, went to be an entrepreneur for a billion dollar company, or it had a billion dollars with a B in revenue. And then um, I did a special project for the White House where I took female entrepreneurs and created workshops to where they could pursue their dreams and start their own businesses. And I did that across the nation and then realized I had a passion for women. And when I picked my jaw up off the ground, just, you know, over the top impressed and intimidated by this lady's business acumen, um, it was just crazy, but I think in knowing Peggy, her biggest project yet is what she's doing now, which is propelling positivity. So please help me welcome Peggy Pepper. Peggy, are you on? I am here. Yay! Yay! And so Peggy is in beautiful Highland, North Carolina, right? And it is snowing like crazy right now. I mean, snowing, snowing, snowing. That's why I have a little fire going in the fireplace because 
my husband and I are renovating a house and we're in this rental house that doesn't always have heat. So <laughs> literally, you know, I, I am, I've got like six pairs of socks on and a blanket over me with the fire going in the background, but we are going to do this. But Peggy, one thing I know about you is that you will make the best of any situation. And so tell us about what you're doing now. What I'm doing now is, you know, I've gotten tired of all the negativity everywhere all the time. We start to think that, you know, the world's a crazy place and there are a lot of crazy people who are not very nice in it. And I have always kind of had a positive take on things my entire life. And so I decided at this point in life that I wanted to create something that would propel positivity all the time, every day. And not in this sort of, you know, woo-woo, la-la kind of way. But if we really believe that what we focus on expands, then it's only smart to really think about how we can be positive in our thoughts, positive with our families, positive about our careers, and be actively positive out there in the world. So um, right now I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, just as Peggy Pepper but I am in the process of creating a platform similar to yours, Janae, about how positivity really propels so many aspects of a life for people to jump on board and feel every day that there is something wonderful in their life to be positive about. So I'm in the works, I'm, I'm on the way to something new and hopefully as visionary as what you're doing. Awesome. Well many things that I want to talk to you about today, Peggy, but one of them being, I love the fact that you say in the works. And I think sometimes as high achieving women, we think we have to have it all figured out before we just dive in. Uh, so can, can you give us your perspective on that? Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of value in looking really stupid because, <laughs> and feeling stupid because people are much more willing to help you when they know you don't know what you're talking about. And people really do open up when they realize that you admire them, that, you know, even in your case, in our case, sometimes I can be so intimidated by what someone has done. But really what I need to do is to investigate further and not, not let what they've done and how great they are at something intimidate me to the point where I shrink and then I don't get the best for me or the best from them. So, you know, that in the works thing, I think I'm always in the works on something. I'm always on sort of the precipice of a new idea because I'm really propelled by curiosity about how people work. I'm fascinated, love people, how, how people are wired together, what their story is, and how we can share those stories with each other in a way that, that really, again, propels positivity for people. So I can't think of a time when I've not been, can I? Can I curse on this show? I mean, sure. I won't tell anyone. Okay. Well, I, I sort of, I sort of live in a perpetual state of holy shitness. What <laughs> have I done? And so, anybody that knows me knows that I have this theory, and that is, if you have stinky brown stuff going on in your life, 
Well, if you know anything about gardening and you know anything about how stinky, nasty brown compost grows the best flowers, mm. well, guess what? I am always in the process of trying to grow the best possible flowers. So, so we should embrace our stinky stuff is what I'm hearing you say. Well, totally. I mean, it's, it is the things that we fail at, the things that we feel like that we're not good at are just the things that make us more discerning about what we actually do want to do and what we're actually capable of. And instead of always trying to fix ourselves, all this stuff about not being enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not young enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not rich enough, I'm not connected enough, all that stuff gets in our way of our divine calling in life. And I, I really believe that it's really smart to fail because mm -hmm. at least it means that you're trying. And if you're out there knocking it out and you're out there, you know, finding the stinky brown stuff in the path, then you know you're moving towards something. And good old Thomas Edison, the guy that did mm -hmm. the light bulb, yep. you know, he had that thing about 10,000 tries on 10,001, the light bulb was invented. Well, boy, that was a lot of stinky brown stuff for him for a lot of years and a lot of naysayers. And so, you know, we just have to go with our gut and know that it's not all going to be easy, period. And if you're wondering if you're ever too old to create, <laughs> Peggy Pepper is very young. Peggy, how young are you? Oh, you know, I'm pushing 70. <laughs> And I'm pushing. I mean, I'm pushing, pushing, pushing <laughs> because, um, you know, now I'm more urgent about things, which is almost impossible to believe. But my time has become a whole lot more valuable because I have lived more years than I'm going to live. And I've got to make the most of it. I mean, I am, I am out there determined that this world we live in is going to be a more positive place because we're all in this together and we all love each other and want the best for one another. So, oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. That was a post of mine. Well, we love <laughs> you and we love that. your post. And thank you for what you're doing to remind us that it is never too late to be the person you were destined to be. So Peggy, thank you for joining us today. Okay, and if you, you noticed how great Peggy looked, um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a little bit of looks when we come back because we've got Sarah from Blushington Beauty. Stay with us. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with a friend and follow me at Real Janae Hill on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Please help me welcome Sarah from Blushington Beauty. Sarah, welcome. Hi, nice to meet everyone. So we just came from hearing about positivity and today we're talking about meaning and then all of a sudden we go to beauty. Yeah. And some people would say that hair and makeup is a little superficial. What are your thoughts on that? I think it can be, but overall it's just a myth. I think great hair and makeup radiate you, catapult your confidence, and help you to feel empowered, whether it's at work, whether you're playing, whether you're on a date. It just makes you feel good. So if, if it makes you feel good, I think you should do it. Not everyone 
has to wear makeup or do their hair, but I think it really helps a lot. Well, and I will say, spirit of transparency, that there are some times that I maybe have stuff going on the inside, mm -hmm. and I think I'm going to fix it by just caking it on on the outside. Yeah. And that's probably not a very good philosophy. No, no. <laughs> I think it's just an accessory to what we do, and it helps a little bit, but it's not going to, you know, get an A on a test or help you get that promotion. You still got to put in the work, but it'll Oh my goodness, help. wait. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. I suddenly am seeing a picture of me <laughs> with my son and I look like I'm about Peggy's age, um, but I have on very dark eye makeup. This would probably be example of one of those days I was maybe feeling bad on the inside, so I just <laughs> kept taking it on. Um, but you guys at Blushington, so that's blushington.com, your philosophy, and when I, it's a hair and makeup bar. Yeah. And so when I think of a hair and makeup bar, I think of like big Texas hair mm -hmm. or yeah. really dark makeup, but that's really not Blushington's philosophy. Yeah, we definitely have a less is more approach. Um, it's modern. It's approachable aesthetic. We want to bring out your most beautiful features. There's a picture yes. from someone who went to Blushington. Yeah, that's one of our artists' work. One of our brand owners, Tata Harper. Um, I love big lashes and full coverage foundation, but it doesn't have to be overpowering or overstepped what your mission is. So I think it can be powerful yet understated as well and modern, a modern take to makeup. Well, and as you mentioned kind of modern, what would you say, uh, so I am sort of middle-aged, I'm not going to say my exact age, but I think often as we age, we think that we need even more to cover up yeah. spots. Can you kind of talk to that? Um, I think um, less is definitely more. <laughs> I opt for more hydrating cream products to illuminate the skin, to make it look real life and glowy. Y youthful skin is usually glowy, dewy, so less is definitely more on that. But we can still achieve full coverage, flawless skin at the same time. It's just about choosing the right products for your skin and your needs. Not everyone needs that. So. so I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to yeah. play a little game. Okay. I've got, so we already saw one photo of me, but I've got another photo of me and I just want you to give me your true opinion. Do we have that photo, Ziggy? Uh, give me it, just a second to cue it back up. You're just going to love it. So I think <laughs> we have one where my hair is done. We're in Texas and mm -hmm. Texas is known for big hair. Yeah. Why do you think beauty. that is? <laughs> it must have stemmed. I'm from California originally, but this is my outside perspective that it stemmed from beauty pageants. We idolize oh, these women. True. They mm -hmm. have the big hair and there's nothing wrong with that, but it definitely, I feel like it stems from the beauty, the pageant world where you look up to your hometown queen, the hometown princess. Yes. <laughs> the more hairspray, the more makeup, the better. Okay. There's a picture of me. So if you're just listening and you can't see this. I've got my hair done. This is just, you know, normal office day makeup. Tell me what you think there, Sarah. I think overall it looks really good. You work in a profession where makeup is encouraged and hair is definitely encouraged. So I want to commend you for definitely going for it. <laughs> um, go huge or go home. Yeah. Um, as far as blush, I think the color pairs well with your lips. Um, I would tone it down a little bit and add a glow, but I'm a big blush person too. I love bronzer, um, especially on my my clients to give life, but I think it's good, especially for your career. You 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 have to wear makeup for your career for the most part, so I love that. So Flushington, um, you, again, hair and makeup bar, mm -hmm. and I think that that's like a luxury that people yeah. would only do before black tie events. Right. 
But having been in corporate America, I know how important it is to look and feel spot on when you are going to a big meeting or an interview. So, I mean, you guys see all kinds of people coming in, right? Yeah, you. I think you'd really be shocked by our clientele. Um, day-to-day, my day-to-day women are working mothers. They mm. come in before work. They just want to look polished. You're in and out in 30 minutes. So it's a really express service where you're completely ready for either an on-air performance or camera work or you're a real estate agent and just need to look polished for a presentation. So it's really anybody. And then we have, you know, date night makeup and special occasion makeup, but it's really for every day. That's very cool. Well, can you give us, um, before you go, two tips that you think would be beneficial? I think the number one tip I have for makeup application is to prep your skin. We really love exfoliation at Washington. We have a two-minute exfoliation mask by our favorite dermatologist, Dr. 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 Schultz, and he believes that glycolic acid exfoliates the skin, and we believe that's the best primer for foundation. Um, when your skin is clean and smooth, it looks the best. And my second tip, as far as makeup goes, is to add an illuminator into your foundation or on top of your foundation to give you a healthy, beautiful glow. Whether you're oily or dry, it's always good to have a glow to your skin. Awesome. And now if you're like me and that I am not good at going to these places, they apply my makeup and then I'm like, it looks great, but I don't know what they did. You guys actually offer classes, right? Yeah. So we have a more hands-on approach to our teaching methods at Blushing In, which because it's more interactive, I think you're going to take away more from the class. It's one-on-one with an artist. We do half the face, you do the other half. So you're, you're putting in the work, you're getting muscle memory in, you will take correct techniques or show you new techniques. And one of my favorite classes that we offer is our 10 years younger class where we show you how to get a really youthful complexion, switch out products that you already have or incorporate more to get the best look for you. I don't mean to put you on the spot, Sarah, but I will. It sounds like this would be like an awesome gift for a super mom who maybe needs, so maybe we need to have like a little Mother's Day competition and people could like nominate their moms and they could win a free class. I think that would be perfect. Any women, woman is welcome. We're here for all ages to tailor look, tailor, customize anything for you and find your best look. Awesome. Check out blushington.com. Stay with us. When we come back, Dr. Marsha Cross is the one who has been researching smart, strong women. She's going to tell us what she found and what we can do about it. We'll be right back. Do you have a place where you can go and be yourself, gain insight, support others, be challenged, and leave feeling better than when you came? To see if Women of Excellence is a good fit for you, email me at info at Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. Welcome back to Women of Excellence. I want you to help me meet Dr. Marsha Reynolds. I called her Dr. Marsha Cross right before break. And I think because in my mind, she is as powerful as Marsha Cross, who was, Um, but she really is a phenomenal woman. She's done a lot of research on what she calls high achieving women, which is a term I use. If you are listening and you think, you know, I'm not a high achieving woman, woman, I'm in a really rough spot, please don't tune out because I just want to tell you that from my own experience, high achieving women have often been through a heck of a lot to get where they are. So if you are listening and looking to better yourself, 
chances are you're a high-achieving woman. So please help me welcome Dr. Marsha Reynolds, the author of Wonder Woman. Hi, Dr. Reynolds. Do we have audio with uh, Dr. Reynolds or... Uh, Dr. Reynolds, if you could just... Un okay. There, we there are. she is. Okay. <laughs> There's Dr. Reynolds. Dr. Reynolds, how did you come to researching the high-achieving women? Well, actually, I was listening to this man talk at a conference, and he was explaining the difference between men and women in the workplace. And everything he said, I thought, oh, well, that's so old and it's so wrong. <laughs> So I was having to do my dissertation uh, and I thought this could be a good topic. And I went out and found that women, even women were only writing for women as if we were all the same and nobody was addressing. Um, and I love what you said about high achieving women. It's just women with dreams and goals and we want to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Nobody was really addressing some, smart, strong women in the workplace. So I said, there, there it is. There's my research. <laughs> and what were some of those common themes that you found in these smart, strong women? Well, the one that really stood out to me was the, the, the constant restlessness. Mm. The, I've achieved something, okay, so there must be something more for me to do. So even when we write a book or accomplish something, it's like as soon as that that it's it's not even warm, uh, we're off into something else. There must be something else I can do. There must be something greater. So I think that was the main thing: the the restlessness. And and I don't know if that goes away. It's like we have to be content with our discontent. That there's always something more that we can do. And so how do you discern between there's something more we can do or maybe there's a void we're trying to fill? Because for me, sometimes mm -hmm. I know that I'm just keeping myself busy for a specific, maybe to avoid yeah. something. But then there are other times that I like, I feel something still in my heart and, yeah. and what do I need to do with that? So how do you discern between the two? Well, I think, Janae, you just said it. That if I if I really know what is what I'm called to do, what's in my heart, um, there's a whole chapter in the book on uh, on having a sense of purpose. So I don't have to know what my life purpose is, um, but what gives me a sense of purpose that I feel fulfilled uh, when I'm when I'm working on it, not just when it's done. That I know that this is something significant and, and important. And that was another thing I found with high achieving women is that that not only are we in motion, but the work we have to do has to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. There has to be significance to it. Otherwise, it's like, why am I doing this? I'm just giving up my my days for busy work. So I think what you said, um, is this something of value? And is this what my heart is saying is good work for me? In your research on kind of these strong, smart women, mm -hmm. how many of them have been through maybe rough times? I don't know if that was even part of your research. Well, you know, it's an interesting question. Um, I, it depends on what you call rough times. Um, I, I think that, that all of us have uh, dilemmas that we have to uh, 
um, go through and fires that we have to put out. Um, uh, but I think that all the difficulties we've had in our lives, either we can shut them out or we can learn from them. And I think that the most successful women stop and say, so what happened there? What's the takeaway for me? And not be embarrassed for what we might have done wrong, but to say it was a learning opportunity. So I can take it for the next, because I've had quite a few learning opportunities in my life, as well as I'm sure you have as well. But if we keep putting ourselves out there, we are going to run into to difficulties and disappointments. Um, and we just build on that and, and keep going. One of the things we talk about in Women of Excellence is allowing ourselves to get comfortably uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because if we're not getting uncomfortable, it's my experience, we're not growing. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you've seen that. And you have just a great way to look at a midlife crisis. I think we hear about men having midlife crises, mm -hmm. but really you've got a term for that. Yeah. You know, I call it um, a midlife crisis of identity. So for women, it's not so much looking back and saying, uh, what did I miss? What did I not do? It, they look forward to what is it that I want to achieve now? What is it I want to leave behind? What do I want to be remembered for? So when we're younger, we focus on uh, establishing a career, making a name for ourselves in whatever line of work that we do. But the first time it really hits us, it, it seems like it's right at 40, where we start questioning um, what, for what purpose am I doing this? And, and is it making a difference for people? And am I able to use my strengths, my talents, my gifts in the best way possible to create something powerful? So um, it starts to shift in our 40s. And then as we get into our 50s and 60s, we even start looking at legacy. Is this what I want to be leave behind and, and be remembered? For. So it's that question of who I am, as well as what I do, where prior to that, it was more about my achievements, my, uh, the work that I do. And all of a sudden, we're looking at, uh, do people really know who I am? Do I know who I am? And does my work really reflect the person that I am at my best? So that's a, a, an interesting shift uh, women start making. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Marsha Reynolds, for joining us. She's got a lot of articles, and she also has a new book coming out in April, Outsmart Your Brain. I highly recommend following her and checking out her work. There's her contact information. She's Marsha Reynolds, and then she's on Facebook, Wonder Woman Book. So we are so grateful for all of our guests today. So Sarah from Plushington, Peggy Pepper, and Dr. Reynolds. And I'd love to leave you with this thought and kind of piggybacking off of what, your, what Dr. Reynolds said. So if we want to really get more meaning out of life, it's how do we do the things in life that matter. And so the legacy that we leave is the legacy that we live. What are you going to do today to live your legacy?